Hey beautiful people, how are you doing? This is Nicole and you are listening to Live Love Lux, Manifesting the Life Unlimited. I'm your host, Nicole, and it's been a bit. It has been a bit. And I'm just going to be totally transparent and completely honest that I have been taking care of myself for the last couple of months. And I really, well, taking care of myself, taking care of my family. And I really haven't had time. I really haven't had energy. And I really haven't had the focus to do a show about manifesting self-development and putting your life back on track because mine was going I won't say off the rails but I want you to know that I'm human (laughs) I make mistakes I make bad choices I err (laughs) to err is human right all the time all day every day um this is like this is normal and natural Um, I get sad, I get depressed, I get happy, I get obsessed. I go through all the emotions that everyone else does. Um, Why I decided to go into life coaching and decided to become a therapist and decided, still working on that of course, but um, and decided to make my journey, make my, you know, make my path about helping people is because of myself because of the the journey that I have gone through the path that I have taken thus far and the ups and downs and the challenges so if you're joining me and you don't know a little bit about me I've had this show on for a year even though the last couple of months I haven't posted any episodes but this is live love lux manifesting the life unlimited I'm Nicole I am the host I write a blog. You can find my work on LiveLoveLux.com. That's L-I-V-L-U-V-L-U-X.com. I don't do so much coaching anymore as I do just putting out content that you can use to manifest your life, to have a better life using intention, focus, and imagination. My what I base my information on is my own spirituality, uh, law of attraction, law of attraction, um, specifically Neville Goddard, you know, some mysticism, a little occult, a dash of voodoo. No, I'm just kidding. But I've studied just about everything there is to study out there. And um, I take no credit for an original thought. Everything is from someone else, some other teacher. And I've just kind of put my own spin on it, hoping to reach people in a different way so that you can change your life. Okay. Uh, I got started a year ago working with law of attraction specifically. And that is still, I think, the easiest way for people to jump in and change their life by using their imagination. But what happens when your imagination is failing you and you are falling off the cliff head first what happens what do you do what do you do when you are failing when you are falling and this is from experience (laughs) so i'd like to quote charles dickens and say it was the best of times and it was the worst of times because that is what it has been for me over the last couple of months it's the best of times because i'm realizing a goal 
of owning being a homeowner I'm building a house it is going to be ready in April and I'm super excited because the house is totally completely designed by me I'm excited I'm happy I'll have enough room for my brood of kids because I have five kids as I've mentioned in previous episodes and um, well three three adults and two little ones if you will two seven-year-old twins which t- they kind of they take the most out of me if you can believe that or not but yes so this is a a lifelong dream and I did it myself I don't have a husband I don't have a boyfriend I don't have a sponsor (laughs) I did it myself now really you do all this yourself if you've been following me if you've listened to anything I've said before everyone is yourself pushed out this is your reality you are creating it you are in the driver's seat you're the one who is making the decisions and the outcomes and so it's funny for me to say this and admit this but then to also admit that it was the best of times but it's also the worst of times I've had illness in my family my three kids uh, my three older kids have autism diagnosis Uh, I'm divorced Um, you know like I (laughs) so I have some stuff that I deal with and as everybody does because that's what makes us real this is what makes us makes it unique this is what our journey is and how we give voice to it and how we give life to it and how we recover from it is our story okay so if you're failing and you're falling like yours truly has been and is slowly climbing out of right slowly and quickly okay here's what you need to do now I give you some suggestions. I'm not a guru. I am not any type of Svengali. This is what I do to get myself out of the goo. And if it helps you, great. If it doesn't, that's great too. Find your own thing because that's what your life is about is you finding your own thing. A lot of times we start following people and we start taking in doctrines and philosophies because if we follow something it's someone else's idea we don't have to take responsibility for it we don't have to take ownership we can always blame it on what we heard or what we listened to or who we followed you know I had what at the time when I was uh, for the most part of my childhood was a part of what you would consider a cult right But I didn't realize it. Obviously, I was a child and I was just there because that's where my family was, right? So years later, when I was processing the fact that this was actual cult because it kind of followed some of the cult mentality, there's there are dynamics to a cult to make it a cult. And when I was thinking about it, you know, it set me up because at first I was so angry that I had been a part of something like this. It wasn't by choice. You know, you go where your, your, your family goes. I mean, what are you going to do? But I was so upset initially. And then when I came out of it and I thought about what I actually learned, I learned about the power of belief. I learned about the power of having a thought process, having rituals, having uh, theories and beliefs about life, about God, about spirituality. And it was actually a gift because we were so into what we were doing that you couldn't tell us. I mean, even me, I mean, as a eight, nine year old going to school, which had, you know, diametrically opposed uh, positions than what I was brought up thinking, you know, I was going crusading and 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 um, 
preaching this gospel to everyone around me and everybody thought it was crazy and it was it was horrible growing up to be you know on the outside like that but as I look back it it brought me to where I am now it brought me to who I am now but I had to take responsibility because there was a there was a point where I could have just blame shifted and said, well, you know, th- uh, you know, stuff is screwed up for me because of having this call experience at such a, such a young age. And, you know, I could blame anybody. No. So when you develop your own path, you find your own way. There's nobody who can you can blame at the end of the day for things going right and things going wrong, just like me in this house. You know, I'm not relying on anything or anybody for this house. I mean, traditional mortgage, whatever. Not, we're not talking about that. I'm just talking about it's me. I busted my butt. And it's me. <laughs> I did it, right? So, so um, you know, I'm so proud of myself. The best of times in my life. This is a life goal of mine. The, the first, not the first goals that I've accomplished, but the first really big thing. And I made it a really big thing, which is probably why it took me to this age to finally get it. But neither here nor there. That's another show. But it was me, you know, it, and I'm responsible. I take full responsibility, full ownership of the good and the bad and the bad. Why are you failing and falling right now? Let's talk about it. You have to set expectations. You have to set. I'm not even going to say realistic expectations because reality is an illusion. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's your perception of what's going on. But there is you you the person that you think you are and there's you who you really are a lot of times the person who's running the ship is who you think you are and you're running by that person's expectations so like if I'm talking about myself in the third person Nikki's running the show Nikki's setting the expectations for this whole reality okay but the truth of the matter is you have to remember that you are not your personality. You are not what you identify as or what you think you identify as, like you're a certain religion or you're a certain race or you're a certain culture, because those are all constructs, constructs that we're taught, constructs that we teach ourselves, things that we take in ourselves as this is who I am. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm a Christian. I'm a Muslim. These things don't really exist. And I can tell you as somebody who's done a lot of research and study and been a part of a number of groups that you can change your mind about what group you would belong to at a moment's notice because you're changing the dynamics of what makes you a part of that group. Okay? So if you're failing and you're falling, it might be your expectations. See, before I was able to be a person that could own a house I had to stop being a person who was just trying to get a two-bedroom apartment or just trying to get a three-bedroom apartment or just trying to survive somewhere you see that was what I was identifying with and until I opened up the idea that I could be a homeowner I wasn't able to see the opportunities that were available to me or the things or imagine how I could get into that path of being a homeowner. I'm using that because it's the most current thing. But this could be a love. This could be a job. This could be a small business or a big business. 
because small business is a limitation why are we having small businesses why don't we have big businesses why aren't you thinking on a corporation level i mean you know it's all in how you're framing it it's all in how you're setting up the dynamic of how you're going to think about something set your expectations you know there are many ways you can learn how to set expectations there are many ways you can learn to reevaluate yourself and reevaluate who you really are so that's one thing that you have to do or one thing that helped me stop failing and falling the second thing is redefine what is failing you know it's funny because okay I think I might have mentioned this on the show before I just mentioned this to my kids because I was trying to teach them about winning and losing but a couple years ago I decided to run a 5k um I'm not a runner as I've mentioned before I'm not a runner in the least in the most <laughs> um I don't even like running uh, it just I get a bug in uh, a bug in my bonnet and I go with it sometimes and running a 5k well first I wanted to run a marathon and then my cousin talked me out of it wisely that she did talk me out of it because the 5k whooped my butt okay because I didn't properly train now if I had to do it over again which I actually intend to do it over again I would go about it a whole differently and we did have a plan initially we did have a plan just didn't come to fruition but again this is hey this is all for 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 your perusal (laughs) so ran this 5k and I came in last (laughs) I came in last because I was overweight I had not trained properly and yeah that was me the last person crossing the line but you know what I consider it a win you know why because I know people who have never run a 5k and never will run a 5k and when I say run, I'm using the term the run loosely. It's more was like a walk. It was more like starting off as a run and then going down to a walk and then kind of getting to a crawl. But, but I did it. I did it. And I was so proud of myself that I completed it because I could have after those first aches and pains started after what the first couple of feet, I could have said, you know what? I need to rethink this and go sit my behind over in my car and wait till this thing is over. But no, I ran, <laughs> I walked, ran, crawled in the mud. It was in a vineyard. It was real nice. It just happened to rain, which made the ground muddy. So not only was my body going against me, but so was nature. So, so, but I did it. I finished it. I completed it. And that's really just wanted to say that I did it, you know, and it wasn't a failure to me, but when I told my seven-year-olds, they laughed. They're like, Mommy, you came in last. And I said, yeah, so what? But, you know, because I was trying to teach them about sometimes you do things just for doing doing so sake. You don't necessarily do it to win. Now, yeah, but I'm nice to win, but I really wasn't at a level. I really hadn't prepared. Setting my expectations, I really didn't go into it with the expectation of winning. I just wanted to complete it. And that was my goal. And that is what I had set out for myself to do. So I redefined what winning was for me. Now, the person who did win, maybe they like to win. They want to run 10, 15, 20, uh, 5Ks a year and they want to win. You know, they want to make a little money or whatever. I, I don't even know what the prize It's like a glass of wine at the end of the um, at the end of the 5K. That was that was for participating, you know. But the point of it is, is that. You have to define what's, what is 
failing for you you know and a lot of times you think it's what other people think but the truth is, is other people think what you think they're thinking so who cares what they're thinking you know I mean it, it, at the end of the day here goes to my second point is there's nothing outside of who you are there's nothing outside of you that is controlling the show there's nothing outside of you that is pulling the strings and a lot of times we so I want to get back to that point we so want somebody else to be responsible for why we're here when newsflash maybe you're responsible for why you're wherever you are and you're doing whatever you're doing and maybe it's time to embrace the idea that your failures are just the same as your successes it's whatever you decide they are you know I could look at my divorce as a failure or I could look at it as a success that I got out when I did you know it's it's all in how I frame it, it for the lo- a long time I was a Christian and divorce you don't divorce when you're a Christian that's you know divorce is wrong so I was living under that thought process for a long time where I couldn't divorce my husband because it was wrong and God would you know I was you know that was a sin I I had to make it work and for years I tried to make it work I don't want to talk about that though right now because we could save that for a juicier show later on maybe around Valentine's Day I don't know (laughs) but the point is is that I had to set up my thought and say you know what at the end of the day you know I'm miserable and I don't want to be miserable anymore and I don't really care if this is my life experience and I can't make this work then I can't make it work and I need to move on for my happiness and for my children's well-being but I want to bring that brings me to my last point about failing and falling and how to get back up because it's two sides to it because you can stay down right you can stay down you can wallow in your own self-pity and you can you go you can really own it you know uh, again an experience I had is when was when my kids were initially diagnosed with autism you know we went autism crazy we went to seminars we signed up we joined autism speaks autism this national autism 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 t-shirt autism pins autism all day we did autism walks we raised money we went all in gung-ho all in and a lot of it is community building you get to talk to other parents you get to see how other strategies are working and it is good when it first happens but after a while I found this and you know if you're autism parent or parent of an individual autism and you didn't have a similar experience but I found after I don't know about a good five six seven years of doing this I was autism burnout out because not only was I dealing with the day-to-day stresses of what an autism diagnosis brings to the family you know and even worried about my individuals my my three uh, older kids experience because there's a communication deficit between us I don't know what their experience of life is but my view from the law of attraction helps me frame it that they're on their own journeys as well and as their mother I'm here to support them in their journeys in their their worldviews and help, help you know protect them and keep them safe but the autism community the autism charities that aspect of it really burnt me out after a while because 
I just, it was just too much. And I actually had to like withdraw myself from it because it made me feel, uh, it made me feel low. It made me feel like, uh, like I couldn't overcome this. Okay. Because when you identify with a group, you identify with the challenges of the group. It's, it's just, you know, I'm also African-American. So I have a black experience. My black experience is not the same as other people's black experience, but there's a cohesiveness with it. And if I, you know, with the things that happen in our community, sometimes they can bring you really low. But it's your choice to stay there. Sometimes you have to turn off the TV. Sometimes you have to stop reading the blog posts. Sometimes you have to turn off social media. Sometimes you have to decide whether you want to be part of this group reality and this group experience or whether you want to, you know, create your own. And a lot of times when we're failing and we're falling, it's because we're identifying with a group think, with a group experience that is not empowering. It's disempowering. It's something that feeds off of misery. And it's that actual misery, those, those, that mindset is what keeps it alive. It, it, only be, it becomes, there's a term in the occult called an egregore. And it's when you create something so lifelike, it, it takes on its own experience. It's like if you were creating a robot, it, it, it takes on its own life. You can create these things in your life for good and for bad. And sometimes we, cre- we create these egregores that drain us, like autism was. Now, don't get me wrong, my kids, well, my kids do drain me. I'm mom, right? <laughs> so, but, you know, I love my kids. I love their eccentricities. I love who they are. And that's their experience because I realized I was able to separate my experience with them from their experience as individuals. But the ideal, the community, the, that part of their disability or their challenge or their label, if you will, that part can be very draining. That part can be very depressing. That part can be very it, it creates a, a, its own world that you become a part of and sometimes it doesn't help you. So if you're falling, if you see that you're falling, if you see that you're failing, look at what you've tied yourself to. Look at what you've taken ownership as an identity, as part of, his, as part of your identity, okay? Look at what you have decided you own, okay? Because what you own really owns you when you think about it you know it's 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 like I'm packing up my stuff to move and there's things that I haven't seen in like five years and I'm like do I really need this I haven't you know because I pack when I moved I moved in with my parents when I got a divorce and so I have a storage unit and I have things I haven't like been to the storage unit in like two years and I'm like do I need any of this stuff maybe I just need to get a dumpster and toss it right I haven't been taking care of it. It's stuff, right? I have been paying on it, though. I mean, it does have its own life, which really boggles my mind. I can't wait to get rid of this storage unit. But the point is, is that it owns me. I'm its caretaker. And what does it do for me? What has it done for me in two years? Well, see, that's people. That's identities. That's groups. That's religions. 
that's philosophies, that's expectations. These are all things that at the end of the day can actually take over you. Now, if you are an empowered being, you are God of your own reality, you can be, do, or have whatever you want. Everyone is you pushed out. Then sometimes you need to remember that. All the time you need to remember that. And a lot of times when you start failing and when you start falling, it's because you forgot that. As I say, I, you manifest all the time. Even when you think that you're not manifesting, like, you know, I'm not actively putting intentions in. But yes, I am actively putting intentions in. Like, you know, I, it's sometimes it's small intentions. I, you know, I don't have the list of 50 uh, to 100 things going anymore. But you're always putting intentions in. And a lot of times when you find that you're falling and you're failing, it's because you have tied yourself to something outside of yourself, something in this reality that you made real. And it's not real. It's time for you to pull it down, tear it up, start over again, redefine, re-examine, and, 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 and get your butt back up. It's time to get up, dust yourself off, and and start being the God that you are. I mean, you can't do anything but that. But if you're failing and you're falling right now, if you feel low, if you feel like things are taking over and everything is out of control, remember who you are, Simba. Why is it that we fall in love with these story ideas of the, the, the prodigal son Simba, who's who's chased off by his evil uncle to come back only to remember that he's actually the king. Cinderella, who doesn't know she's the princess, or uh, I might get these fairy tales a little wrong, or Sleeping Beauty, or Snow White, who's who's has to overcome her dark side, her her evil stepmother, in order to get her love, to get her life. Why is it that we gravitate to these types of stories? Because it's our story, except we don't think that it's, you know, when we get the uh, notice of you, uh, you know, a bill shows up that you didn't know exists or a problem occurs or somebody starts acting like an idiot in your life and you're like, you know, we don't think of it as that. We don't think that we got to remember that we're Simba, but that's exactly the time that we got to remember that we're Simba. Sorry, I have a big Disney household, so I have a lot of Disney references. But that's when you have to remember that you are God of your reality. Don't give the eager girl life. Tear it down. You know, part of what makes magic magic is it deals with tearing a, a ritualistic approach to tearing up psychological strongholds in your mind. Okay, and these are things strongholds that you have built over belief and repetition of ideas and concepts. And it's your responsibility to remember who you are and tear those things down. They don't have power over you anymore. They can't have power because you're taking your power back. You're getting up. You're going to stop the falling. You're going to get up and you're going to rise to the to the top, you know, of the mountain or whatever. All these different symbolisms that that we have seen in movie and story this is you you're Simba you're Hercules you are Cinderella Snow White you are the person who needs to remember that you're really running this that is the show a little longer Ooh, I'm almost at 30 minutes I got a lot to say people because I've been working on some stuff I have been working on myself and I'm here to share so 
This has been Live Love Lux. L-I-V-L-U-V-L-U-X. I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. I am on Tumblr, Twitter. I want to get on TikTok, but I don't know how to take a talk. I really don't. I'm trying to see where I can get in, where I can fit in, but I don't. I, I've spent time watching it, and I'm saying I don't know how to utilize this to my best ability yet. So I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there one day. Maybe my kids will teach me because they love it. Maybe they'll teach me how to TikTok. So uh, I had to be on TikTok. I sound like an old fogey, but I'm not that old. <laughs> so, hey, thanks for listening. I'm sorry if you've been waiting for something from me and I have disappointed you. I'm sorry. I had to take care of Nikki. I had to take care of myself so bad. And I'm, I'm just able to process all the things that I've learned for myself to be able to rehash them and hopefully provide some insight and guidance and wisdom and suggestions for your journey too. Reach out to me, please, on all those social media uh, things. You can reach out to me through my website. I would love to talk to you. Love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your story about how you mix it all together and make a stew out of your life. I want to hear about it. So look, let me not drown, uh, draw this out too long. Remember, when you're failing and when you're falling, how you get back up. You redefine, you re-examine, you set new expectations for what is failing and what is falling. And most importantly, you remember who you are, Simba. You remember, you remember that you are God of your reality and you're the one who wrote it and you're the one who can put the period at the end of that sentence of your falling period. Hey, this is Nicole. Thanks for listening. Welcome to your life. Talk to you soon. <laughs>